0: Dear listeners, and welcome to Season 2 of Countermelody. It is I, your host, Daniel Guntlach, and once again I'm eager to delve into the world of song with you. I'm devoted to bringing you the voices of beloved artists, often focusing on unexpected facets of their artistry. In addition, I look forward to presenting less celebrated but equally treasurable singers who also deserve our attention and respect. Since I started this podcast, I've learned even more about the topic to which I have devoted my life, and I'm honored to have you join me on this ongoing mutual journey of discovery. Let's get down to today's business. Great singers and great singing. Hello friends, and welcome to the latest episode of Counter Melody. First of all, thank you all so much for the wonderful comments that you've been sending me. I'm so pleased that so many of you enjoyed the past couple episodes, particularly the Bach Aria Group episode. I wasn't sure how people would take my suggestion that the style of Bach singing was very much to my liking. And yet so many of you, including many of you who have a lot to do with historically informed performance of music, were very pleased with the episode, and that made me very happy. Likewise, I'm so pleased that so many of you derived comfort from the Margaret Price episode. It meant a lot to me, and I'm happy to say that it meant a lot to Janet. So please continue to go back, revisit these episodes, and stick with me, subscribe, do all of those great things, okay? Today... I have a very special theme for you, and that is Gustav Mahler's Orchestral settings of the songs from Des Knaben Wunderhorn. We're going to start with the song Wer hat dies Liedlein erdacht? And this is a 1915 recording by the German American soprano Grete Stückgold. This is one of the earliest, I don't believe it is the earliest, but it is one of the very earliest recordings of a Mahler song. By the way, Mahler referred to all of these Wunderhorn songs as. Humoresken. That designation of humoresque applies particularly to Verhatti's Liedline, which has just a silly text. From high in the mountains, a sweet, pretty maid looks out the window of a house. But that's not where she lives. She's the innkeeper's daughter, and she lives on the green moor. My heart is sick, come, my beloved, and kiss me back to health. Who made up this song? Just three geese that carried it across the water. Two gray ones and a white one and for those who can't sing it you can whistle it so enjoy this it's beautifully sung
1: just have to say that while I'm talking, I might be interrupted by a herd of flat-footed hyenas that have been above me all day long. I'm assuming they're children, and one doesn't want to be too nasty to one's neighbors.
0: Grete Stuckgold sang at the Met for approximately 12 years, between 1927 and 1939. Her roles were Ava, with which she made her debut. She also sang Elsa, Sieglinde, Aide, the Marschallin, and a single performance of Agathe in der Freischütz. She went on to become a teacher. I remember my late friend Connie Barnett telling me that she had done some studying with her. And she died in, I believe it was 1977. This recording is very early for her. She was only 20 years old when she made it. Let's talk a little bit about Mahler and Des Knaben Wunderhorn, the youth's magic horn, in the very early years of the 19th century. Two German poets, Achim von Arnim and Clemens Brentano, who were also brothers-in-law, compiled an assortment of german popular songs and folk songs under the title des knaben wunderhorn the first volume was published in 1805 and the second two were published in 1808. Von Arnim and Brentano were both significantly influenced by the German philosopher, theologian, poet, and critic Johann Gottfried Herder. His earlier collection of folk songs, published in 1773, called Stimmen der Völker in ihren Liedern, Voices of the People, through their songs. They even lifted some of this material and incorporated it into Das Knabenwunderhorn. The influence of the Wunderhorn collection really can't be overestimated. Goethe himself stated that it was a collection that belonged in every home and one knows for a fact that the Brothers Grimm were strongly influenced by this collection, and in fact it was through encouragement from von Arnim and Brentano in particular that they began their collection of folk tales, which were published a few years later and again reformed the entire landscape of German literature. It certainly set the stage for so many of the themes that we encounter in German Romanticism. Mahler himself first encountered the collection in the mid-1880s, and it provided an inspiration for much of his work, including the Second, Third, and Fourth Symphonies and Three different groups of songs.
1: And as you can hear, we do have the hyenas directly overhead.
0: The songs that we're going to hear today are the ones that are incorporated into those symphonies and also come from the second and third sets of Wunderhorn songs that he composed. The first group were not orchestrated. They were set for piano alone. And I'm going to play just one of those for you. And that is the song, Ablösung im Sommer. It reveals many of the themes that we encounter throughout Mahler's settings of the Wunderhorn songs. Nature, death, black humor. Ablösung im Sommer means the changing of the summer guard. Cuckoo has fallen to his death now how will we get through the summer? Here comes the nightingale. She will take the place of the late Cuckoo. This performance is by one of my very favorite singers, Judith Raskin, accompanied by her metropolitan opera colleague, the conductor and pianist, George Schick in this 1965 recording If we haven't heard her yet on the podcast it's merely been an oversight on my part She's a singer who provides me with endless pleasure and delight and it's quite clear that she has a wonderful sense of humor that lifts her interpretation to even greater heights <laughs>
2: es tut, hat sich zu tun gefahren.
0: the Wunderhorn settings that was not composed initially as a freestanding song was Es Zungen Drei Engel, which Mahler composed expressly for his third symphony. It scored for alto-soloist, boys' choir, women's chorus, and bells, also featuring prominently in the orchestra. The song appeared in two different alternative versions for solo voice as well. In the very first published edition of the songs, all with piano accompaniment, It appears in an arrangement for solo voice and piano. Later, Mahler also arranged it for solo voice and orchestra. It appears in completely different instrumental garb than the form that's used in the Third Symphony. I was despairing of being able to find a recording of this version, and then it occurred to me, oh my goodness, there's one from 1951, featuring Annie Felbermayer, who was a distinguished member of the Wiener Staatsoper, and she sang with them for more than 30 years, beginning in the early 50s and extending through 1982. Among other roles in which she appeared there, she created the role of Xante in the first public performances of Strauss's posthumously produced Die Liebe der Danae, in 1952. And for those of you who know anything about that opera, we know that this is a story that is far too complicated to get into today and also not really related to today's topic. The conductor here is the distinguished Felix Prochaska, a member of an important musical dynasty that extends even to the present day. His granddaughter is the famous singer Anna Prohaska. And because I simply had to offer something of the great English contralto Kathleen Ferrier today, I offer you the solo lines from the symphonic version of the song, that is the version that's heard in the Third Symphony. This is a broadcast recording from 1947, which was recently unearthed and released. Because both the boys' choir and the women's chorus are more than a little ragged, I'm only going to offer you Ferrier's solo lines. The soloist impersonates Peter, who's waiting to be admitted to heaven. He admits to Jesus that he has betrayed him and broken all ten of the commandments. In spite of this, and perhaps because of his confession, Jesus joyfully allows him to enter heaven. And as we all know from the folklore surrounding up there, it's St. Peter himself, who ever since has sat at the pearly gates giving thumbs up or thumbs down to all who seek to enter there. I had mentioned that black humor and death were two recurring motives in the songs that Mahler chose to set. This is certainly one of the most celebrated songs, Das irdische Leben, Life on Earth. It is a dialogue between a mother and her child. Mother, I'm really hungry. Please give me bread or I'm going to die. Just wait, just wait. Tomorrow we'll reap the wheat. And still the child kept crying. I'm hungry, I'm hungry, please feed me or I'm going to die. Tomorrow we'll do the threshing. And then, the next day, the child kept on crying. Please give me bread or I'll die. Don't worry, my dear, tomorrow we'll do the baking. And finally, when the bread was baked, the child lay dead on the funeral beer. I want you to take special note of the orchestral accompaniment in this song. It has a perpetual mobile action going on that summons perfectly the unending drudgery of life on earth, as it's depicted in this song. This performance is Jenny Torell, once again a singer who I love so much. This is the one song that she recorded from the Knaben Wunderhorn collection. Leonard Bernstein conducts the New York Philharmonic in this recording from the very early 1960s. The first Wunderhorn song that Mahler set was the song that we're going to hear next. It's called Das himmlische Leben, Life in Heaven. And in it, a child describes what life in heaven is like. I'm thinking that perhaps the speaker here is the very child that died at the end of das irdische Leben and has gone on to its eternal reward. Everything is joyous here, and yet there's a vivid description of the helpless lamb being led to the slaughter, as the child goes on to describe all the delicious food that they eat and the extraordinary music that they hear, that is nothing like what is heard on earth. Eventually, a revised version of this song became the final movement of the fourth symphony. By the way, I want you to note also that there is a certain section in this song that directly references the song Es sungen drei Engel. You'll hear it. <tries> Keep your ears open for that. This is a recording from the Salzburg Festival in August 1950. Bruno Walter is conducting the Wiener Philharmonica, and this prano is someone who I believe I've played once on the podcast. This is the fascinating yet problematic singer, Irmgard Seyfried. Her technique was not a finished one. She encountered success very early on, and sometimes we hear her in performances in which she's barely hanging on, and at other times we are stunned, at least I am, by the immediacy of her communication. She makes certain songs by Schubert, Wolf, this movement sound as if they were being created on the spot. There's an immediacy to her characterizations, there's also a childlike wonder to her best work, and I think this performance for me represents some of her very, very best work. Many of the Wunderhorn songs that Mahler set are dialogues. For instance, das jüdische Leben that we heard was a dialogue between the mother and the starving child. More often, the dialogues that we hear are between a boy and a girl, a man and a woman. The song I'm going to play for you now is called Verlorene Müh, which means wasted effort. It's a dialogue between a young girl who says, Hey, fella, let's go out and look at the lands. Come on. And he's like, I don't like you. Go away. And then she says, maybe you want a little something to eat? I've
1: got some tasty food here. He's like, go away. I don't want any food from you. And then she's like, well, then I guess I'll just have to give you my heart. Come on, take it. Take it. Please, please. And he's like, <laughs> I don't want
0: it. Often in these performances of Knaben Wunderhorn, the songs are divided between a mezzo-soprano or a soprano and usually a baritone. The dialogue songs are sung by the woman and the man in alternation. In other cases, they're done with one singer portraying both characters. In Verlorene Mue, which is a song that we often hear in duet, in this version from the early 60s, I'm going to play you singing the part of both the girl and the boy, Maureen Forrester, one of our masterful, full-throated box singers from two weeks ago, who was equally celebrated as the supreme interpreter of Mahler. The conductor here is once again Felix Prochaska. This next song is another dialogue, and in this case it's sung by two different singers. It's called Lied des Verfolgten im Turm, the song of the prisoner in the tower. We don't know exactly how the prisoner got there, but I'm assuming that this prisoner is in fact a prisoner of war. And I believe that I had mentioned that the Knaben Wunderhorn songs inspired philosophers as well as poets. There's a question with these songs about how quote-unquote authentic they are. This is an endless conversation that takes place, often to fruitless effect. We know that Brentano and von Arnim both often contributed their own lyrics or revised the songs that they were collecting. This collection is all refracted through their own artistic personalities. And interestingly, the poems are referred to as old German songs and poems rather than folk songs. So that's also something to bear in mind as we're listening to the songs. In this case, the prisoner is singing how his thoughts are free even if he's locked up in this tower. Meanwhile, his lover, the girl, stands at the foot of the tower and Sings about ways in which freedom can be experienced outside of your thoughts, enjoying the summer, enjoying running through the hills, the mountains, the forests, being in love. But the prisoner rejects all of her suggestions. At the end, the girl upbraids the prisoner for having found freedom, while she, not in the tower, finds herself chained to him, and she wishes that she could die, and he, in turn, swears off any connection with her so that his thoughts can remain free rather than bound to her. The singers here are Christa Ludwig and Walter Berry. When this recording was made in 1967, I believe it was, they were married. They were married for about 13 years, I believe. We've heard this pair a few weeks ago in an excerpt from Strauss's Elektra. Their marriage may not have lasted, but their artistic collaboration yielded many memorable performances, both live and recorded. This is Leonard Bernstein once again conducting the New York (laughs) Philharmonic.
3: Ich bleibe dabei, bleibe dabei. Die Gedanken sind frei. So, it's wie it will. And if it's sich it's not
2: alles, in
3: the in der Stille, als in the steel. My wish and begehren, never transferred, it's not like Die Gedanken sind frei, die Gedanken sind frei.
0: Here is another dialogue song. This time conducted by yet another very distinguished Mahler conductor, Klaus Tennstedt. The two singers are Lucia Pop and Bernd Weikel. This song is called Trost im Unglück, Consolation in Sorrow. The Hussar is getting ready to travel away from his beloved. He's saying, the time has come, and I love you only from foolishness. Before I take off on my horse, I'll drink a glass of cool wine and swear eternal faithfulness to you. The sincerity of this vow, however, is highly dubious, both to the girl and to us. She said, you really think that you are God's gift, and you know what? (laughs) You really are quite mistaken. In my father's garden, there's a wonderful flower that's just growing, and I'm going to wait until it gets even taller than you. Why don't you just leave? I can certainly manage without you. And then they sing together. I'd be embarrassed to be seen in public with you. So, bye. So, bye.
3: Sein.
4: Ich
3: mag es am not going to be du hin. Teil. nur und kann So mich Und strengt kängle ist ein kühler Mann und stöhnt so weh hätte Du will nicht tröten zu sein
5: Du glaubst du wirst spürst wohl auf dir ganzen weiten Welt und auch der ihm ist aber weit weit gefehlt in meinem Bye. I-
0: Here's one further dialogue song. This is called Der Schildwache, Nachtlied, The Night Song of the Sentinel. The Sentinel says, I refuse to be cheerful. When everyone else is asleep, I have to keep watch, and therefore I must be sad. And the girl responds to him, Please, dear boy, don't be sad. I'll wait for you here in the rose garden, in the green clover. He's like, I can't go to the green clover. I have to go to the battlefield. That's where I have to go. She responds, May God bless you then. God blesses those who have faith. And he responds, the only person I know who has faith is the one who's actually waging war. A king, an emperor. Halt! Who goes there? And then the narrator says, Who was that we just heard now, singing his song at midnight? The Forlorn Sentinel. The pairing of these two singers might be my favorite recorded version of the Wunderhorn songs. It's the magnificent Welsh-based baritone Geraint Evans and one of my most adored and previously featured singers the english mezzo-soprano janet baker when morris conducts the london philharmonic orchestra
4: and apart
2: with his death
0: As we take a little pause, I'm just going to remind you all that you can support me on my Patreon page at patreon.com countermelody. If you pledge your monthly support anywhere from $2 on up, you will gain access to my bonus episodes. I had promised a bonus episode on Margaret Price this week. I have been moving very, very slowly. It's been a tough week. I think many of you have had tough weeks as well. So let's just keep being there for each other. I do have all the songs chosen for the bonus episode, and I look forward to bringing that to you at the beginning of the next week. So for those of you who want to support me, please go to patreon.com countermelody. For those who already have supported me, look forward to the Margaret Price bonus episode next week. Now we have two of the most humorous and most charming of the Wunderhohen songs in magnificent performances that I don't think have ever been bettered. The first is a live performance with the Rundfunk Sinfonie Orchester Saarbrücken from April 1979. This was shown on television. Hans Zender is the conductor. I should mention that he was also a very important figure as a composer and was very active in the field of contemporary music. He died in October 2019. The singer is the inimitable Brigitte Fassbender. This song is called Rheinlegendchen, A Little Legend on the Rhine River. The singer says, I cut grass along the Rhine and along the Neckar rivers. Sometimes I have a sweetheart, sometimes I don't. But what's the point of cutting the grass if the sickle isn't sharp? And what's the point of having a sweetheart if she won't hang around? So I'm just going to take this little gold ring and toss it into the water. And a fish will see it glistening and will eat it. And the fish will be caught and taken to the king. And he will find the ring inside the fish and say, whose ring is this? And my sweetheart will say, it's my ring. And she will come bounding over hill and dale to return the ring to me. And she responds, You can mow grass all day along the Neckar and the Rhine as long as you keep throwing that ring into the river for me to retrieve. By the way, it's very much worth looking up Fassbender's performance of this on YouTube. The characterization that she gives to this song is inimitable, charming, and just delicious.
5: Was hilft mir das Grasen, wenn's sich will mit Schneid? Was hilft mir ein Schätze, wenn's bei mir nicht bleibt?
4: Wo oh, 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 oh.
5: To be money in all things
0: This next song, Lob des hohen Verstandes, or In Praise of Lofty Intellect, is a very sophisticated commentary on a certain kind of what the Germans call Spießigkeit, basically, what we would call the petty bourgeois. The cuckoo and the nightingale can't come up with an answer to who is the better singer, so the cuckoo decides to ask the donkey, because he has such huge ears and certainly will be able to hear with great clarity which of them is the better singer. So the nightingale sings first, and she sings beautifully, and the donkey gets very upset. He goes, you're just too highfalutin for me.
1: I can't wrap my mind around what you're
0: doing. Then the cuckoo sings, quite orderly and in thirds, and the donkey says, Hmm, this is much more to my liking.
1: Nightingale, you're okay, but cuckoo knows how to sing in a chorale, and it's much more pleasing to my ears, and so help me, cuckoo is the greater of the two of you. I make this judgment by virtue of
0: my exceptionally lofty intellect. In this performance, we hear Walter Berry, once again accompanied by Leonard Bernstein and the New York Philharmonic. This, to me, is the supreme version of this song.
3: (laughs) ¶¶¶¶ Gewinnt es
2: uns, gewinnt bringt, dann soll er davon tragen.
3: Sprach so, die es gefällt, hab ich den Richter wählt. Und die
2: gleite diese darönen. Denn meiner hat zwei Ohren groß, Ohren groß, Ohren groß. So
3: kann er wären, desto groß, und was hätte ich können? Sie flogen vor den Richter weit, mit dem die Sache war, der zu fährt, sie sollten singen. Nach die Galt,
4: lieb
3: ich aus. Der dieser Sprach du machst bis drauf, und machst bis drauf. Ja, ja, ich kann sie kopflich
2: springen. Der Dunkeltag wehrt. Ich bin einsam durch Herz und Bart und Wind. Die Wesel dieser
3: Sprache wart, wart, wart. Dein Wort, oh, Will, ich sprechen, ja sprechen hast du Nachtigall, aber Kuckuck sind Gurkerei, Gurkerei, und wenn's Wetter fein innen, fein innen, das spreche ich nach mein Hohlbestand, 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 und kost gleich ein ganzes Land, so dass ich sich
4: gewinnen, gewinnen. guck.
0: I had mentioned that there were three different sets, so to speak, of Wunderhorn songs. The first were the ones with piano. The second group are the ones that we've just been hearing. And then a number of years later, right at the turn of the 20th century, Mahler bid farewell to the Wunderhorn collection with two songs of war. Very gruesome, tragic but with a horrific humor that pervades both of them. The first one is called Der Tamburs The Drummer Boy. This was the last of the Wunderhorn songs that Mahler composed. The drummer boy is in the clinker, waiting to be executed, and he says, I can see the gallows there, I know they're waiting for me. If only I hadn't deserted, if only I had stayed in my post, I wouldn't be facing death now. And he bids farewell. Good night, all of you officers, corporals, grenadiers. May you hear me cry out as I take my leave of you. Good night. This performance is by the British bass baritone John Shirley Quirk. Again, I'm not sure we've heard him yet on the episode, but he's a singer I enormously admire and listen to with great pleasure. I think it's a wonderfully characterized performance. This is Bernard Haitink conducting the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra. We'll hear him once again at the very end of the episode.
2: i yeah.
0: A year and a half prior to setting Der Tambursgesell, Mahler set the song Revelge, Reveille. Interestingly, this is the one song that he set for a higher voice, for a tenor, and this song in particular presents us with some absolutely horrific images. Once again, it's the drummer boy who is the primary character. He describes how the regiment has to depart between three and four in the morning. His beloved looks down at the troops as they pass by her window. Almost immediately, the drummer boy is shot and begs his comrade to remove him from the path of the tramping feet of the troops. And yet, his companion is unable to help him because the enemy has routed them. It's implied that the drummer boy is trampled to death by the marching soldiers. At this point, his dead body rises up and begins to play his drum. All of his comrades, who have also been killed, rise up and march with him until they reach his sweetheart's house. And in the morning, their bones are found in front of her house, with the bones of the drummer boy at the head of the pack and his drum sitting right before her door so she can't miss him. I'm pleased to offer you a recording by the Swedish tenor Jóste Winberg, who's another of my favorite singers. I don't believe we've heard him yet on the podcast. Like his contemporary Francisco Araita, recently featured on the podcast, he began his career as a Mozart tenor, and an equally fine one at that. And gradually, he moved into heavier repertoire, including Tristan and Florestan. Unfortunately, he died prematurely in 2002 at the age of only 58 of a heart attack in the early hours of the day after performing Florestan in Fidelio at the Wiener Staatsoper. This recording is from 2000, so two years before his death, and it's wonderful to hear a tenor in this part. Ricardo Chailly is conducting, and once again, we hear the Concert Chabau Orchestra.
3: Zwischen drei und
2: vier. da müssen wir Soldaten marschieren. Was gestern ein und allein sieht er ab. Hat ihm Hugel, Pat, Miss <laughs> Fere, Schwer, get offen. The Nahad, Miss,
0: This next song is probably my favorite from the cycle. It's called Wo die schönen trompeten blasen, Where the Beautiful Trumpets Resound. There are so many extraordinary recordings of this song out there. I'm going to offer you one of the least well-known of them. This is a live 1981 performance with last week's featured artist, Margaret Price. Claudio Abbado is conducting the Chicago Symphony. Now let me tell you about the song. It's once again a dialogue song and takes place between a young girl and her lover. She says, Who's that knocking at my door? And the answer comes, It's I, your lover. Please let me in. Dawn is coming and I long to be beside you. The girl lets him in and welcomes him. You've been out there for too long. The nightingale begins to sing. The girl begins to weep. And her lover responds, Don't weep, my dear. Within a year, We will be together again, as no one else on earth is together. I'm headed away to the green heath, so far away, with a beautiful trumpet sound. There is my home. The ambiguity of the song, of course, is if her lover is alive or if it's his ghost that is appearing to her. He tells her that within the year they will be reunited. Of course, this could mean either in marriage or in death. It seems to me that this is the interpretation that the ever-death-obsessed Gustav Mahler chose. As I said, this song is very, very dear to my heart. There are very few things on this earth that I think are more beautiful than this song and this performance. Now, so as not to leave you in despair, I have one humorous card up my sleeve, and that is the fantastic song, des Antonius von Padua Fischpredigt. Anthony of Padua preaches to the fish community. Anthony shows up to church to preach. Lo and behold, the congregation is absent. So what does he do? But he goes down to the banks of the river, and he preaches to the fish. The fish all listen with such interest, but in the end, when the sermon is concluded, just like their human counterparts, they remain completely unchanged, unrepentant, and just as sinful as ever. The singer I'm going to offer you in this song is an unexpected one, perhaps. It's the Hungarian baritone Istvan Gati, and he's accompanied here by György Lehel and the Budapest Symphony Orchestra. The Hungarian lyric baritone István Gatti turns 72 years old a week from today, so Unlike the Germans, who consider it extremely bad luck to extend birthday greetings in advance of the actual day, I would very much like to wish Maestro Gatti a very happy upcoming birthday and to tell you a little bit about him. In opera, he was known primarily as a Mozart singer, but I was also surprised, given his apparently slender instrument, to read that he also appeared as Scarpia and Nick Shadow in the Rig's Progress. At the Budapest Opera, his home company, he also sang a number of world premieres of Hungarian operas, but primarily he's remembered today for his performances of both Baroque music and exceptionally insightful performances of Lieder and song. I'm charmed by his slight Hungarian accent in the song, which to me only heightens the extremely strange tableau depicted therein. This recording was made 40 years ago in 1980.
3: Er geht zu den Flüssen und predigt den Fischen. Sie schlagen mit den Schwänzen im Sonnenschein glänzen, im Sonnenschein, Sonnenschein glänzen. Sie glänzen, sie glänzen, glänzen. Die Karfe mit Rot. Sein all ihre Tugel Hat Mäule auf Rissen Sich zuhörns befließen Kein Bedikt niemals Den Fischen so quallen Die die immer zu fechten, sie in meinen zerschwommen zu hören, den Frommen auch jede Fantasten, die immer zu fasten, die Stock ich meine, zu Predikterscheinen. Kein Predigt
4: niemals.
3: Die Stock, ich so quallend, Steigen heilig vom Grund, zu hören dieser Wut.
4: Kein Predigt.
3: Ich bleib dich, die, die Karfen viel fressen, die Pridit wegessen, wegessen.
0: Though I have not yet commented on it, perhaps you have remarked that the world depicted in these songs is not at all dissimilar to the world in which we currently live. Illness, hunger, death, people being held in captivity and being summarily executed, dubious expressions of Christianity. And all this without ever setting foot outside of the United States. That grimness and uncertainty found there now extends around the entire globe I think that, like me, perhaps you could also use some mercy and enlightenment right now. Thankfully, that's just what today's final song presents to us. Much of the thematic material of the Wunderhorn songs finds its way into Mahler's first four symphonies. The third movement of Mahler's second symphony, also sometimes called the Resurrection Symphony, uses the musical material of the Antonius von Padua song that we just heard. That is followed directly by the song Ohrlicht. The version that I give you today is sung by the Dutch contralto Afje Henis, who died five years ago next month at the age of 91, after a distinguished career as a concert singer and then as a teacher. A beautiful story is told of her at the end of World War II, standing in the streets of liberated Amsterdam, singing the spurious Handel aria, Dank sei dir hier, accompanied by a battered piano that someone had rolled out onto the street. She possesses a clean but ardent timbre, well-suited to Bach and Handel in particular. One encounters there her modesty and fervor, These traits also make her a distinguished Mahler singer. And hers, I think, is one of the very best performances of the Urlicht song, worthy of standing next to those by Christa Ludwig, Maureen Forrester, Janet Baker, and indeed Kathleen Ferrier herself. Der Mensch liegt im größter Not. Der Mensch liegt im größter Pein. Ja, lieber möchte ich im Himmel sein. O Red Rose, man lies... In the most profound need and pain, I would rather be in heaven. Then came I upon a broad path, and an angel confronted me and tried to turn me away. But no, I won't be turned away. I am from God, and I return to God. And dear God has given me a light that will light me on my way to eternal blessed life. The conductor is once again Bernard Heitink conducting the Concertgebouw Orchestra. My friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Kuntlach. Bless us all.